Chapter Forty Nine of Survivors of the Chancellor by Jules Verne. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Joe Denoya, Somerset, New Jersey. The Negro becomes insane. January twentieth to twenty-second. For the day or two after the horrible repast of the eighteenth, those who had partaken of it appeared to suffer comparatively little either from hunger or thirst. But for the four of us who had tasted nothing, the agony of suffering grew more and more intense. It was enough to make us repine over the loss of the provision that had so mysteriously gone. And if any one of us should die, I doubt whether the survivors would a second time resist the temptation to assuage their pangs by tasting human flesh. Before long, all the cravings of hunger began to return to the sailors, and I can see their eyes greedily glancing upon us, starved as they knew us to be, as though they were reckoning our hours, and already were preparing to consume us as their prey. As is always the case with shipwrecked men, we were tormented by thirst far more than by hunger, and if, in the height of our sufferings, we have been offered our choice between a few drops of water and a few crumbs of biscuit, I do not doubt that we should, without exception, have preferred to take the water. And what a mockery to our condition did it seem that all this, while there was water, water, nothing but water, everywhere around us, again and again incapable of comprehending how powerless it was to relieve me i put a few drops within my lips but only with the invariable result of bringing on a most trying nausea and rendering my thirst more unendurable than before forty-two days had passed since we quitted the sinking chancellor there could be no hope now all of us must die and by the most deplorable of deaths i was quite conscious that a mist was gathering over my brain I felt my senses sinking into a condition of torpor. I made an effort, but all in vain, to master the delirium that I was aware was taking possession of my reason. It is out of my power to decide for how long I lost my consciousness, but when I came to myself I found that Miss Herbie had folded some wet bandages around my forehead. I am somewhat better, but I am weakened, mind and body, and I am conscious that I have not long to live. A frightful fatality occurred today. The scene was terrible. Jinkstrop, the negro, went raving mad. Curtis and several of the men tried their utmost to control him, but in spite of everything he broke loose, and tore up and down the raft, uttering fearful yells. He had gained possession of a handspike, and rushed upon us all with the ferocity of an infuriated tiger. How we contrived to escape mischief from his attacks, I know not. All at once, by one of those unaccountable impulses of madness, his rage turned against himself. With his teeth and nails he gnawed and tore away at his own flesh, dashing the blood into our faces. He shrieked out with a demonic grin, Drink! Drink! And flinging us gory morsels, kept saying, Eat! Eat! In the midst of his insane shrieks he made a sudden pause, then, dashing back again from the stern to the front, he made a bound and disappeared beneath the waves. Falston, Dowless, and the boatswain made a rush that at least they might secure the body, but it was too late. All they could see was a crimson circle in the water, and some huge sharks disporting themselves around the spot. End of chapter 49